Slack Tail Squad Assemble. Welcome, members of Slaptail Nation. It is I, the Beef Man, Master of the Universe, and your President-elect. Not until January 20th when everything is counted in. Welcoming you to the Slaptail Squad, and as always, my number one, but he's really number two, the Rons. Hey. Also joining us today as our subject matter expert is Little Rons, or RJ. I like Little Rons. You like Little Rons? I like RJ a lot better. I don't know how much you'd like Little Rons because I heard Rons has a Little Rons in his shorts right now. Okay. Oh, God. That's not good. Okay. Yeah. It is. Uh, today is actually, what, the uh, the 10th of the November. 10th. Tomorrow mm-hmm. is Veterans Day. Thank you, all of our veterans. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, because we release this podcast once a week and it will be released, released on Sunday which won't be till the 15th, so Veterans Day will be long over. But um, as always, I would like to thank uh, veterans every day, but not thank you for your service. I just like to say, if you served, that's cool. So, Ron. Uh, yeah, thank you. Know, and, you know, you sort of served. Uh, I, you the, sort of served. And uh, Air Force. And uh, my wife sort of served. Nice job. Was your wife a journalist? Yeah, well, I, I don't know if you'd call it a journalist. She was AFN. I guess she would be. Okay, so now every podcast we've ever had where you bring that up, you're like, oh, did you know my wife was a journalist in the Air Force? So now when I say your I wife. She did production. Say, you say, oh, well, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, she was AFN. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you define as uh, a journalist. I mean, if you're on TV, I really you always define it as a journalist because you brought it up every single time. All right, what the hell? You know what? Just because now you're, you're not, to... so now you're saying that she's not. So now you're not saying that she was no, involved. No, no, no. I'm saying she's a journalist. You know what? From this point on, you are absolutely right. You're smart. You're articulate, and that's why you know, come January 20th, you'll be looking for a new job. Right. Hey, you know what really annoys me about Veterans Day? What's that, sir? What annoys me is uh, I'm usually not off on Veterans Day anyway, so I guess it's not that big of a deal. This year I am off, um, but it's not a typical year, obviously because of the pandemic. But you know what? That that is going on. You know what would happen on a typical Veterans Day, though, for me? What's that? My father would call me and ask me how many places I will be going to get free meals. You know, I, I've thought about that, but I don't have my, uh, what is it, DD-214 on me. I don't carry it around. I don't have it. I mean, I could say I'm a vet, but then again, this, in this day and age, everybody can say that they're a vet and get I'm a free a meal. Well, that's that's part of the thing that annoys me, as, uh, as you have astutely picked up on, although probably you just stumbled upon it because you're not that perceptive. I'm going to say, basically, what annoys me is not only does he call me and ask me, how many places will I be going for free meals? One, I don't do that. I fucking hate that. It annoys the shit out of me. Whereas my father will go get, like, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) Is he a vet? Yes. 
Okay. But, but what also annoys me, do you know why I don't like doing that? For one thing, I don't like getting any, I don't feel like it's necessary for me to get all these different benefits or whatever. Okay. Uh, because enough. some people, people abuse it and it really pisses me off when I see them abusing it. But the other reason is just like, just like you said, you can get the meal, whether you're a vet or not, because nobody ever asks for proof that you actually are a veteran. Not only do they not ask for proof, they wouldn't know what the proof was if it got shoved up their ass sideways. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, once again, you know, some people don't care around uh, their uh, release forms, I guess you would call it, uh, DD-214, I think it is. I don't know what it is anymore. Yes, it's DD-214. How do you not know uh, what that is? That was our that was uh, dude, our key that to was, freedom. That was our that, key to freedom. How do you so not long, know what that's called? That was so long ago, I oh, forgot. However, I have gotten I have free mine, coffee I before. I've walked I have in with, I have actually a wallet card of mine, but I don't carry it. I've gotten free coffee before. Someone came in. They were talking about um, Vets Day. And I said, oh, yeah, I served in the Air Force. And so did my wife. Oh, well, here, you get some free coffee for the day. I'm like, are you sure? I mean, I'm, you know, I, I felt kind of awkward taking the coffee, right, because I'm a vet. I didn't join it to get a free meal. I didn't do it to get a free coffee, right? But well, that's the other thing. People abuse it all the time. My wife, the swan, she had some of her friends over here a few years ago. We were going to do the Tough Mudder. Are you aware of the Tough Mudder, Rons? I was. I think at one point you asked me to be a part of it. No, that never happened. No, not at all. You're right. We won't go there. I, I would not have asked you to be a part of it. I would not have asked you to be on my team. No. Why? <laughs> why? Why? I think it was the swan that asked. But you know what? I'll go with the uh, lack of judgment and memory. But why would you want me on your team? I, that's not the story I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Oh, so like our duly That's elected, not the story that I'm telling. like the president of the uh, that we have right now, you're you're trying to skirt around the issues. <laughs> so why wouldn't you want me on your team? Again, that's not the that's not the yeah. Story it doesn't matter. It's the question I asked. Right now, the story that I'm telling. I can do it. I mean, I'm sure you it. could do it. Anybody could do it. Anybody could do it. As a matter of fact, everybody has done it because everybody can do it. You know? Did you know? That when you do the Tough Mudder, okay, it's uh, anywhere from when we, it was, it could be a minimum of 10 miles up to a maximum of, I think, 13 miles. And it's obstacles, however many obstacles they put in there. Well, you don't have to do the obstacles. If you don't want to do an obstacle, you just walk around it. You don't have to do it. So everybody, everybody and their mother's brother's father's sister's fucking cousin who does it, you, when they tell me they did it and they're like, they make a big deal of it. I'm like, yeah, but did you really fucking do it? Did you really do it? Because the first time I did it, and the second time I did it, we trained to do it, and we were trying to do it as fast as we possibly could and do every obstacle and try to do the obstacles correctly because, you know, some of them were designed for you to fuck up. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, what? I would have been good on your team. Well, yeah, because you can walk around obstacles. Oh, that's how it is. No, no, I, you know what? I, you know what? I'm not going to go there because I would have definitely helped your team win first place. What, well, what position no did place, you? Uh, no place. There's no placing. Oh, that's again, right. That's, that's what, why, it, that's again, what that's losers why anybody say. could do it. That's exactly oh, again, what that's losers why anybody say. could do it. There's no ranking for it. Yeah, it sounds like you're just covering it even up like a president. Do, even if you want to do the world's toughest mutter, what they call the world's toughest mutter, you only have to do so many of them, whether you get a shitty time or not, just to qualify to do the world's toughest mutter. The yeah, only that's one that's not... actually ranked is the world's toughest mutter. Yeah, it just sounds like you're copping out. It really does. But, you know, hey, since I didn't yeah. ask, you know, since I wasn't on your team, I wouldn't know. The point of the story was 
<laughs> what is the point of the story? I want to actually hear the story, and RJ actually wants to hear the story. Little RJ wants to hear what my point was. Don't okay. you? Okay. What What is your point? Uh, little Rons. I'm sorry, Little Rons. The Little Rons that could. You want to hear the story, right? Sure. Well, that's my I don't, know, I don't know how this stemmed from free coffee to an argument about a mutter, but okay. That was my point. The people who came to do the tough mutter with us are friends of the swan. They came from somewhere out east, I don't know, Delaware or whatever, to do the tough mutter. And she, this girl who went to high school with Ameth, uh, the swan, she was in the army. Oh, <laughs> someone's going to get that blocked. And out. her husband were also in the army. So they were both in the army, and they were going to do the tough mutter with us. And then I asked my other friend, uh, my friend Nikki, to do it with us because she's in really good shape. So the three of us were in pretty good shape. Well, the other two supposedly had been training for it for the better part of a year. It took us so long to do the Tough Mudder. I'm not kidding you. I thought they were going to close the whole thing down. I could have crawled it faster than they actually did it. They did it so slowly, I'm not kidding you, that I picked up a rock, I don't know, maybe a mile or so, I think I think it maybe mile three, I picked up this big rock and put a face on it. And the three of us, the Swan, Nikki, and I, all passed this rock back and forth between us throughout the rest of the race just to make it a challenge. Okay. What, what My was point the is time? they came down a couple days beforehand, and every place we went to eat or get a coffee or whatever, every single place they asked for a veteran's discount, and that is bullshit. Really? And then threw attitude at any place that didn't have a veteran's discount. And so again, there is my whole. You know what? If somebody offers a veteran's discount, I will say, you know what? It's not necessary. You can give it to somebody else. I don't need it or whatever. I'm just. Glad that I did what I did, and please don't let those words come out of your mouth that I don't like. But if you want to give it to me, knock yourself out. If it's a discount on a donut, or if it's a free donut, yeah, I'll probably take that. But hey, otherwise, I don't need it. I just don't like people who abuse it, and I don't like people who – I don't like the fact that you can't even tell if somebody's actual veteran or not. Because there's plenty of people who are going to get a free meal on Veterans Day that don't – that weren't vets. Uh, yeah, what, what's that called? Stolen Valor? Oh, it's or... called – Fucking assholes. Well, is. stolen valor. Whereas when they uh, yeah, uh they get credit for, they wear the uniform or they get credit for uh being a vet. Anyway, now a question on that though. Do you think um being a vet should that apply to the spouses as well? What do you mean? Well, since uh let's say I wasn't married to my wife who, but she still was. Uh, I was still in the military. Would she be considered um? An honorary vet, you know, sort of like a military vet. You just said, if you weren't married to her, you knucklehead. That was like the first thing you said. Well, you, you, I'm trying to word it. If she wasn't in the military at one time, yeah, I see where you're going with that. But if she wasn't yeah. in the military. No, she definitely would not qualify for anything. Okay. No problem. They do get benefits. I, If you want to be, uh, apparently, if you want to be buried at a national cemetery, then your spouse can be buried next to you. Wow. Yeah, you know, I got to look into the paperwork on that because, you know, honestly, I never gave it much thought of being where I wanted to be buried. Well, yeah, you can both be buried in national cemeteries if you want to. Or yeah. the backyard. Or Yeah, or the backyard. That That's always good. You can actually have a military uh, funeral if you want. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That really is. 
if you belong to a veterans organization, you can ask them to do it for you. Or if not, you can actually, they can request like, uh, you know, the veteran cemetery out there in Battle Creek. You can, they can kind of be contacted and they can find a place to do an actual military funeral for you. And no, dad, we're not going to be burying you with that R9. No, no, an R9 is a truck, uh, truck drive. Now, do you belong to any kind of like vet groups? Uh, the only one I belong to is the DAV. DAV. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't belong to, uh, to like uh, VFWs, anything like that? No, I'm not a veteran of a foreign war. Or were you in with the Gulf War? I was in, but I was not a veteran in theater. So, no. Well, that's a matter of uh, sort of like, you know what? I'm not going to argue the point. I'll just say, okay. All right. But cool. Understand. So, well, from one vet to another. Thank you. I, I, well, I said, what did I say about that? You just say that's cool. I did, but I said from one vet to another. I didn't yeah. say, like, it's yeah. not like I'm not a vet here. That's so cool. shut up and take the compliment. Cool. Right. You know, it, 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 it has a little bit more meaning when it comes from another vet versus a non-vet, right? For those who lived it, you know, went through it, I'll take the compliment. They know it. For those who haven't, and pretend to be it, it's kind of, you know, like you, it kind of falls on deaf ears. You know, hey, don't give me the words unless you've been through there. So I completely understand, right? So, yeah. I but, feel like the beef man's tweeting right now. Uh, he is. He's tweeting. Speaking of Instagram tweeting, I saw your little post. What do you want me to put on there when there's nothing to put on there? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just speaking of Instagram? Tweeting is Twitter. He did. Yeah, he just, you need to follow the conversation, RJ. So, but the thing is, when I'm, uh, you want me to put stuff on Instagram, what, what do you want me to put on there? My personal pictures? Well, I mean, if we have an Instagram, in order to promote the podcast, you should probably be posting stuff on Instagram. Fair enough. Okay. Will do. I'll put a big thank you uh, for all the vets out there, including the Beef Man. Well, if yeah. you if you read the postings at all, you did. I would assume that you also saw that for the next eleven days, I'm going to be posting a uh, one minute video of my workouts. Wow! So that's thirty seconds getting there, maybe a ten second workout, and then walking away, turning off the camera. No, it would be one minute video of my workouts for the next eleven days, as I am supporting a uh, charity called Boots Campaign. So elaborate on that. What is that about? What is what about? What are you asking? What do you mean? Boot Laces Campaign. Or Boot, uh, what is it, Boot for Laces? Yeah, it was. It's Boot for Laces. What is it about? It's called called Boot Campaign. And it is a, it's an organization that donates about uh, like 86% of its proceeds to support veteran programs. Interesting. And um, the reason why I'm doing it is because I got an email. I'm sure that he sent to us customers, not that I'm super important or anything, from the uh, the entrepreneur who started Zunga Life and asking if uh, I wanted to donate to it. And if I donate, I could either donate or donate as a member of his team. And so he was sending out uh, messages to whoever the first 50 people were that uh, joined his team would get a uh, um, some props from Sunga Life. So let me mention Sunga Life as always. See, who, my who, 
this pays off. I mean, you know, since we've been mentioning them, you get the free stuff. You've gotten the free coffee, the props from Sunga Life, right? The guy behind the scene. I, I, I've How are you behind nothing. the scenes? You, you, you tweet on Instagram. How are you behind the scenes? No, I don't tweet on Instagram. You post on Instagram. You tweet on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't tweet on Twitter. <laughs> don't understand it. I've taught okay. you well, Dad. I've taught you well. There you go, RJ. There you go. So anyway, so, so the Swan and I are now both part of Jeff's team. So we will both be posting workout videos. Hers will be a little bit more interesting if I can actually get her to dress nice, you know, and uh, maybe uh, maybe she'll get some actual funds raised. So for uh, all the uh, for all the slap tail listeners out there, when, how, uh, what do you mean by dress nice? We'll still be, I will still be uh, working out because it's 11 days, so I won't be done till the 22nd. So this podcast will be out there, and you can still donate to the campaign. And uh, I'm keeping it small. I'm just shooting for. Uh, I'm trying to raise anywhere from 250 to 500 dollars. And for anybody who's a listener that donates more than $15, a minimum of $15, I will mention you on our podcast. And if you're a business owner, I will do a, uh, I will mention your business on our podcast. Interesting. Okay. Sounds good. Just give me a loop. So I will start then posting literally stuff to Instagram. Um, I just told you, you know, for the next 11 days, you don't even have to worry about it. I don't want you to worry. Your, I know it's already hard for you to post once a week to Facebook. I do a little bit more than that, but okay. Okay. I know. Yeah. And a, clearly you don't understand spell check either, but that's okay. Spell check, I understand. I don't know why. I don't use it. I don't use it, but I understand it. I understand it, but I don't use it. What do I need to use it anyway? The computer tells me if I'm right or wrong. Right? Syntax, Did you notice that? Sentence structure. I don't know. Sentence structure, yeah. Uh, so speaking of vets. And right. veteran days and everybody playing these games out there. Is that what we're speaking of? Yeah, yeah. speaking of. This nice is what we segue, have. Rons. Thank you. Thank you. I kind of, you know, if you watch, check my Instagram, you'll find out I'm good at segues. But when we see these video games out there, how does it actually relate to real life? I mean, for those who are actually thinking about going in the military, it's going to be a rude awakening to fire your first weapon, you know. Now, the only way I could equate going into the military playing a video game is using the drones, right? Because the drones are all completely compute, uh, computer and keyboard and joystick. Well, could you be more specific? What, what Are you talking about any specific game or what, what, what shock would they experience? Well, like when you get shot, as as we we were discussing before, there's no reset. You went right to getting shot. You could have just you could have gone something very very easy first. I think well, he's I, talking about Call of Duty. I'm talking about any game out there that requires you with that. And some of the physics, like when I was playing uh, this one game against one of my nephews, and I'm like, hey, you know, if you throw that grenade against that wall, that'll bounce off that wall and hit that guy right over there. I'm oh, like, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he says. You can't do that in this game. I said, real life, that's what you can do. You can actually throw the grenade, hit that wall, and make it bounce. You can't do that. But he's that's talking you... about he's talking about old Quake 2 Chaos mod. No, no, I'm not. Actually, I'm also talking about uh, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, all these games where you can hit a wall and let it bounce. I'm sorry. Right? I have never once seen you play Call of Duty, like ever. 
Really? I not even well, on the Xbox. When we played uh, with J- Jacob. So are you saying that in these games you can't make a grenade bounce? Is that what you're saying? In some of these games you can't. That was the thing. Well, I mean, grenades don't really bounce that much. But it's like a baseball. You throw it hard enough, it'll bounce off of anything. It doesn't really. I mean, it's pretty dense. It doesn't really bounce that much. I mean, you're talking, uh, I small, I you're talking about small bounce. It doesn't really bounce that much. You also got to com- You got also got to accompany that the uh, surface you're bouncing it off of, like wood. That'll make it bounce. Yeah. But we're also talking about ricocheting it too. Like if I yeah, I mean, I've thrown I've thrown a lot of grenades. Mm-hmm. Very accurately. Yeah, it depends on what they hit. Uh, but they don't bounce. I mean, there's it's you're still lobbing metal. You're not lobbing a you know a cork filled baseball. No, no, I understand that. But the physics are if it hits something solid, right, it won't drop out. Yes, it's not just down. gonna drop straight down. No, it's yeah, not it'll hit and then bounce off or ricochet off. It probably won't go that far, but it'll go far enough away. Probably hit the target behind the uh, wall. And in some games, you can't do that. And I'm like, okay. The other thing is. Um, the way these guys are playing these games are you you could you reload and snipe while running reload and snipe while running yeah as a sniper as you're uh running right you you see these uh the loadout of the eject the magazine slap the magazine in aim and hit headshots uh, okay, so are you talking about an actual? Are you talking about an actual sniper or a regular person with a regular rifle? Are you talking about a sniper with a sniper rifle, like a fifty caliber gun, or what are you talking about? Yeah, everything actually, right? Because well, you can't say everything because there's a difference. Well, a huge difference. That's it. That's what I'm getting at. It's like in the video game, you can do that. So right? if you're saying, did I? If I, if I had my M4 in my prime, could I run? Eject my magazine, load a new magazine, chamber around and shoot somebody in the head while yeah. running. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I could. Okay. Pretty accurately then. Yes. Yes, I could. You fire enough bullets, you'll hit anything. I don't even have to do that. I was so trained you... to waste ammo. So one shot is supposed to hit your target. So would you prefer using rounds or ammo? <laughs> yeah why do they call rounds and ammo just slang just slang a round is singular round we ammo say is plural going rounds down range means shooting okay but the thing is i mean reality want to hear a story right, i want to hear a story do you know what uh night vision goggles are yeah i have a pair They're do you broken. really yes i do well, if they're broken, that sucks. But no, they're not broken. I mean, just the strap, but they work. Oh, nice, sweet. And believe it or not, they were a kid's Same toy. Oh. They were a kid's toy a couple years ago. All right, right. well, listen to the story. Here's the anyway. story. All right, so at Fort Bragg, I don't know if they still have it. I'm sure they do because it's been there. It had been there a while when I was there. We had a structure called the Tire House, and so basically, just like you probably imagine, it's a house that's made out of tires. Uh, so it has rooms. It has hallways. Uh, connected to other rooms and there's no roof and it is the structure is made out of like um you know pikes and uh tires basically and wood so it's nice because obviously if you shoot a tire the rounds bullets whatever you want to call it basically get absorbed into the tire so it doesn't it's not like they bounce around and come out and 
you can walk around the tire house while somebody's in the tire house utilizing the tire house and you're probably pretty safe but you know obviously they recommend that you not do that <laughs> yeah no one wants to be around you know when they're firing live rounds anywhere Literally speaking. i had this kid on my team who was i think he was from alabama yeah that's always a good start redheaded tall pasty but this kid was a very good shot i mean a really good shot like that was what he was good at. He may not have been great at everything else, but he was a very good shot. So we were gonna take the tire house and we were it was nighttime. We had night vision goggles on, and this was the plan. We had each room, we were supposed to take these rooms uh specifically. Either you threw a grenade in first and then you went in and shot the room up or whatever. But each room had a target in it. And on the target, they put a balloon. So not the big balloons, but, you know, like the the tiny little, you know, like the small balloons that we use for water balloons. Okay, yeah. Like I understand. Softball. So they would blow it up just a little bit and attach it to the head or the chest or whatever on the target. Okay. Okay. So under night vision goggles, we started going through the tire house and we went to sweep. We sweep, swept this first room. So it was me and three other guys on my fire team. And we went into the room, and only two shots were fired. And the balloon got popped. That's it. Now, that's very good shooting. Under night vision goggles, small balloon on a target. So from the time we entered the room, two shots were fired. He fired once, I fired once. I'm assuming he's the one who hit the balloon. Can't confirm that in any way, shape, or form. But I will say this, the team that went after me, that went after my team, they fired so many times, I think they went through a round. I think they went through a, a magazine change. But we only fired twice. Impressive. Yeah, so can I run and shoot? Yes, of course I could. But yeah, again, you, you're always taught to shoot, you know, try to not, obviously, waste your ammunition because you only get a basic load anyway. You don't know if you're going to get resupply. Basic load is 210 rounds. Might be different now. Who knows? I think it probably is different now. Okay, so RJ... Uh... With what you see in video games versus reality, do they compare? Are they pretty accurate or are they pretty different? Or are they different? And, and how are they different if you see them that way? Let me ask you, let me ask RJ a follow up to that question. RJ, okay. do you usually play a character um, that does not have any weapons, but usually just fuels the trucks as they come in? Like POL? Yes, like POL. Uh, no. No, I always carry about, I don't know, an entire base's worth of ammunition and guns up my ass with the gun. With that's a my great character. So that's a great place to hide them. So generally, you're not playing the character who's fueling the vehicles. Is that an no. option? Is that well, is there, there usually, is there there usually is, an option to just be a refueler? Uh, not really, but there can be if you're like really strict about doing the part like, hey, I want to do this. I want to make sure that I want to make it this difficult, and I want to make sure this part's a pain in the ass. So let's do this. That usually does not happen. Oh, so the basic the basic option is not usually to like I'm going to pick this guy who's a door kicker. He can either be like let's say this guy. Your option is you either want to be Delta Force or Navy Seal or maybe uh, whatever the Marines are calling themselves now. Now, when you mentioned Delta Force, we have a little 
game we play where we actually act as a secret military that's inside our military. Um, and it gets realistic to the point, to a certain point, where if you shoot wrong, you will be penalized and you might you might accidentally kill your teammate. Oops, he ain't coming back. Uh-huh. Uh, then there's also grenades, utilizing grenades, and if you throw one and you don't mean to, and you're a bunch of teammates, get the hell out of there. I just uh, want to so design. I just want to know if they have an option where you've got this guy who's who's wearing you know the vest. He's got the the helmet with the night vision goggles. He's got the you know the M4 or whatever they call them now or whatever they're carrying. He's got the sidearm. And then you can either pick that option or you can pick the guy right next to him who's wearing a flight suit, who doesn't have any weapons, and he's wearing a baseball hat, and he's just fueling vehicles. No, we don't have that second option. Bronze, I don't think you like that game. You can't pick the – there's no fueling option. There's no refueler option. <laughs> well, you know, it's a game. So what are you going to say? What are you going to do? We do, we can drive around a truck that has a giant tanker, but we usually just ram it into shit and it explodes. Oh, yeah. Kind of suicide bomb it. That wouldn't be very helpful. I mean, it does the job. However, are the games realistic enough that they match real life? Hell no. Of course not. That's no fun. Real life isn't fun. In what way? Well, we can just God mode ourselves, drive the truck in, explode walk out start shooting people with a minigun that's which would be extremely which would be extremely hard to carry a minigun oh yeah especially firing it while walking straight forward well they're extremely heavy the recoil is also you know even uh have you ever seen uh one of my favorite movies i'm sure ron's remembers it um have you ever seen predator the original predator Mm -hmm. jesse the body ventura is carrying a vulcan yeah i don't think so I didn't see Spock in that movie. Right, where was he? That's a, it, he's ta- he's telling a nerd joke. Vulcan, Spock, Star Trek. Right, he's thinking Star Trek. Right, right, okay. Right, right, sure, 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 sure. Okay. Um, yeah, anyway. You were saying, Ron. No, I'm not saying anything else. I mean, I saw the movie. I thought it was pretty cool. All right. Uh, no, so the reality versus fantasy in the games, I mean, I think that's a big shock for a lot of people going out there because they think they can bounce back as easy as they can. So like when you're playing these racing games, you flip your car, it burns up. Yeah, you survive somehow. I, I, I don't see how that happens. I do stupid shit and that stuff. I do really stupid stuff. However... People also do get pretty pissed when things start becoming a little bit too unrealistic. For example, he likes to play GTA 5M online. I like to play as well. I like to drive down the freeway at unholy speeds. Cops don't really like that. They like to say, hey, you should do the speed limit even though this is just a game. Here I am doing about 150 down a straight freeway. They do not like that. They will light me up and they will try to chase me. That's when I start speeding up to, let's say, 220 miles an hour. Okay, but, that's getting a little bit. you can't bit... do that in real life now, can you? Well, I mean, now you, nowadays you actually can. But 
they still don't they actually start getting really pissed about that they call admin on that crap and it's just a big old mess you don't want to get involved in well back to my point though with the whole gun thing right with you know with, with the little rons talking about carrying a minigun or whatever so the vulcan which is what you're what you're talking about basically m134 well this one's this one's the the m61 vulcan vulcan as a as a rea as a uh an example mm-hmm. is uh 248 pounds and yeah that six, ain't gonna happen Six thousand rounds per minute so that's 248 pounds without ammunition a gun that is rumored to have been so heavy, and who knows if this is true, you would have to ask a Vietnam veteran. You'd have to look it up to see if it's actually true or not. Um, but this is what I was told when I was in aviation, that the Vulcan, when it fired, was so powerful that it would, because it was originally mounted, I guess, on the uh, H1N ones, the uh, the Huey helicopters, if you will, uh, that it would actually move the helicopter sideways. I don't know if that's true or not, but hey, who knows? I- that's actually still prevalent today in an A-10. They actually have to gun it on the throttle as they fire the gun just to counter the recoil. And since the gun's a little bit offset, they also have to counter for that steering. There you go. So I don't really think anybody's carrying a minigun. No. Part of the other things that annoy me about that, too, uh, those those games, because I don't play them, one, they make me nauseous. Um, but if you wanted to make a game realistic, Ron, I don't think anybody would want to play it. Well, Penn and Teller made actually a realistic game. No, not Desert Bus. Yeah, Desert Bus. Where yeah. you? Um, Go ahead. If you look on the desktop, I actually have it. Mm-hmm. But Desert Bus is Penn and Teller's version of driving from one point to another in real time for eight hours. So they made a realistic game. Well, I was talking just about a regular, uh, like a realistic combat game or a realistic military game. Oh, you know, you wouldn't just go, you wouldn't just go all willy nilly blowing shit up because you have to worry about friendly fire and who's operating in your area of operations. In other words, you have to have that established. Everybody knows from, you know, brigade, command, force on down who's going to be operating in an area so that you don't shoot your own people. That, you make up a good point, and the closest you're ever going to get to that is a game called Arma 3. And so again, to me, even though I don't play video games, I would find that exceptionally boring. But having served and not during combat time, but knowing what the pain in the ass it is logistically to even do uh, combat operations... Um, that are not in combat, but training exercises, coordinating with people, you still have to, all that stuff that you have to do is ensures that you do not shoot up your own force. And unfortunately, that happens a lot too often in Arma 3. They uh, don't communicate. Unfortunately, it happens in real life. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, but in a video game, someone's always going to be a smartass and shoot everybody down anyway, right? In real life, it's called friendly fire because they didn't like that person. They you call were saying it in the game too. They call that in the game too, and uh, that's what happens when you don't communicate. Someone doesn't respond, or they're just not talking. No response from the person that you're looking at. Uh, they assume you are hostile, and they open fire. Then you can see where that goes from there. Yeah. 
Well, and of course, these other games too. They don't they don't do things like say, okay, this is your rules of engagement. If you want to find out what rules of engagement are or how obnoxious they can actually be, then run into somebody who was in the first Gulf War and they can tell you what their stupid rules of engagement were, which sounded like it was pretty bad because I think most of them actually were not allowed to even have their magazines and their weapons. Well, it's sort of like, uh, you know, it's sort of like set rules for playing Monopoly. <laughs> that turns into a rules of engagement when it goes wrong with a group of people. You think that's bad? Try Uno. Yeah, Uno's another one. That's people, brutal. you know, you, you got to sit down ground rules <laughs> before it turns into a fist fight. Well, so for people who aren't fucking morons, um, no, rules of engagement. And in other words, what you're allowed to, how you're allowed to engage the enemy based on what's going on, depending on the situation that you're in. So friends that I had that were in the first Gulf War, if you're at war and you're not allowed to have your magazine in your weapon or a round chambered, and you get fired upon, what have you got to do then? Then you have to put a magazine and weapon and chamber around in order to return fire. That's kind of a, uh, that's going to take a little bit of time. Not a lot of time, but still that's bullshit. Which again is why they speculate the first Gulf War was kind of a pain in the ass, but they it's did like not they have want you to die. No, it's just that um, it's all political. It's, it's about politics. Life or death, who gives a damn? Just survive. It's a little bit more different than that in combat. See, as let's talk about that because it's Vets Day coming up, right? And if you're going to survive in the real world, in the field, you have to make, you have to be good friends with just about everybody. You don't have to like them, but you have to be friends with them, right? Opinions will differ, right? That's your brother in arms, right? This is, you know, and that's the thing that gets me about these kiddies right, playing these war games online, is that when they go, oh, that sucks, I'm leaving the game, or, oh, no, they, they can't do that, or, bro, you're not on my side, when did you turn traitor, or whatever, right? In real life, that won't happen, right? There is no coming back, you know, I mean, no one ever wants to see someone die in the real game, right, in, in real life, right? Everybody communicates, right? Everybody's a key essential to that team surviving. Now, one more, you know, all the way from the commander all the way down to the lowest peon, everybody's essential into surviving. Take somebody out, someone can fill that spot. Hopefully, no one gets hurt, no one dies, right? But you don't see that in, you know, in video games. Video games are sometimes misleading in that aspect, right? It doesn't, you know, video games, they want to portray that war is all this fun stuff and shooting up things and everything. And you ask any vet, and that's a nightmare waiting to happen. Well, no. I mean, you could ask some vets that really enjoyed that sort of thing. They're slightly warped, but they do exist. Oh, no, I I, I realize that. I mean, you you see that out there no, but it's all it, it's all a bunch of warp bullshit in the first place because it, mm-hmm. before video games there were movies so people joined the military based on what they stories they might have heard or movies they see and then they go and they do it or they have just something as simple as training you know when you're sitting there talking about when rj is you know he's talking about oh i carry all this ammo there's a big difference between carrying ammo in a video game and carrying actual like combat load and all the other bullshit that you have to carry you know try doing it at night with a, you know, with a parachute on your back and a rucksack on your legs and having to try to just somewhat stand to get hooked up to your, you know, get your static line all 
taken care of so that you can get out the door and not die. It's pretty fucking heavy. And then you ditch all that shit and you still got to carry it. So there's a big difference. You know, all the people that glamorize, you know, Hollywood it up and think it's all wonderful and everything. I'm like, yeah, it's, there's a lot of it that sucks ass. And that's in peacetime. Combat's a hundred times worse. I'm sure would know, didn't do combat, but I'm sure it's much worse. Cause I can imagine from, I mean, I know how heavy it was for me to have to carry blanks and, uh, regular ammunition is heavier than blanks. Plus well, not the fact that you had to carry, um, mortar rounds. And of course, when it's a training mission, they're not real mortar rounds. What they do is they give you simulated mortar rounds, which are just tubes filled with cement. And you got to carry those for the mortarmen and drop them off at their mortar pit as you walk by. Plus medical kits, got to carry those. Those are heavy. Plus your food, you got to carry that too. So all those wonderful things that you got to carry for your mission. And then you figure you'll be like, oh, well, I guess I won't. I know what I'll do is I'll just ditch my food. And it'll be less heavy. Well, they just keep giving you food every day in the form of an MRE, and you got to throw that in your rucksack. So you just keep getting heavier. You lose weight, so I guess that will make everything lighter, but not super helpful in the long run. No, it isn't. So, you know, when we watch these games, also like these uh, uh, these racing games out there, it's like how realistic is it? I mean... You flip a car, oh, you can uh, reset the game and everything, but, you know, you don't walk away from it. It's sort of like driving a tank. I've never personally driven a tank, driven a tank. I don't know how anybody can drive a tank without proper training. You know, it looks, what, is the steering mechanism the same as a car? Uh, I've driven an armored personnel carrier. Okay. Is that a big truck? Is that what? Is that a big truck? No. No, an APC. Carrier. Yeah, I know that. You've repeated that, but yeah, I'm saying like a Brad. Have you ever seen a Bradley? I want to say I Bradley. have. I have. I, I know what he's talking. Seen about. a Bradley fighting vehicle? Okay. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Pitt. Bradley fighting vehicle. Uh, Just look okay. at APC. Nope, got it. Okay, yeah, I see that. Okay, so Bradley fighting vehicles similar to a tank. So when you got in there, I mean, what what are the controls like? Is it like driving a car where you got a steering wheel, or no. is it two levers? You know, one that it's goes levers. right. One? Okay. Levers. Yep. So. But I didn't when, have any training to drive it either. You did. Figure it out on the fly. No, I didn't have any training to drive it. They said, "Hey, you want to drive the Bradley?" I'm like, uh, "Not really." They're like, oh no, I'll give it a try. Fine, whatever. Drove the Bradley. So how difficult was it? It was very easy. Really? I yes. mean, you didn't, yes, you didn't really. have a problem with it? No. All right. I've never driven a Bradley. I mean, the first time I hopped into a, a Mack truck and, you know. Wasn't there a guy somewhere that stole a tank? Uh, there was a guy who made his own tank. No, no, no. There was a guy who stole a tank. Like an actual tank. Once again, I think you're thinking of the A-Team, which is fantasy, not reality. No, no, no. no there I was think a guy, he's right. I think there was somebody that stole a tank. There was a guy who stole a tank, and then after a while, he had the gun pointing backwards, so he was facing the cops, and they stood a distance away, which was smart until he got stuck on the highway barrier, and they opened up the hatch, and they shot him. Yeah. But I don't think he yeah. just, he didn't steal a military tank, though. I think he stole one of those cop tanks. I think. I'm not sure, though. 
Because, you know, cops have tanks now. All they got to do is request them. You can get a tank, you know. Tank's a tank still. Yeah, it's still a tank, but yeah. It's a freaking tank. Still a a tank, but yes. Yeah, I'm thinking it was part of the A-team. No, 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 this happened. No, you have to remember, though, when you're talking about, you know, I would know how to drive it. You, The technical manuals and everything are written at like a fifth grade reading level. So how difficult do you think they make it to drive the vehicles? Actually, uh, yeah, you're right about that. Tesla's I mean, more complicated than an APC. Like, the the older vehicles are actually harder to drive. I'm sure the new ones are much, much easier. I mean, deuce, if you had to drive a deuce and a half, you at least need to know how to drive a stick shift. But the oh. five tons, five tons were automatics. You know, and getting behind, you know, getting behind a big truck versus re, uh, fantasy. I mean, one, the, the startup to go anywhere is slow because you've got all that weight versus reality. The, the pavement I was on, right. I was on a flight line, but in the winter time you had to compensate because the, uh, some areas that I went to are extremely icy. So, you know, you're driving this 30,000 ton truck and you're worried about, you know, if you hit your brakes or you get a slide because you've got all that weight pushing you forward versus, Uh, you know, fantasy. 30,000 ton truck. Yeah. 30,000 pound, you mean? No, 30,000 ton truck. Hey, hey who's telling 30, the story? You or me? You dri- are you driving a mountain? I was driving a mountain, yeah. It's 30,000, uh, 30 million ton truck. 30, no, 30 yeah, million yeah, ton truck. 30 million ton <laughs> truck. Right? What are you going to drive? Ton, Mars. Giant truck. Uh-huh. Here, well, why do they spell T-O-N-N-E to and not T-O-N? What's the difference? No one cares. I shouldn't. Why? Well, I guess when, when my bigger question would be is why are you that interested in the driving of the vehicles in these games? Or shouldn't you not be more interested? I mean, you seem to be fixated on the vehicles themselves as opposed to like all the door kicking and that sort of thing. Realist- realistically, realistically, if you're a door kicker in the games, are you really giving too much of a shit about the, uh, the heaviness of the vehicle that you're driving? Well, if you're a door kicker, it's completely different than, you know, wanting to get to the nearest place to refuel. You can kick <laughs> Which we all agree is the most important part of this whole story. Mm-hmm. When, you, you know, when you're playing these games, is there like an end to these games, uh, little rounds there? I mean, do you win and like at the end you like all oh, high five your team and everything? There are some games that do that. There are also some other games that just keep on going. They're continuous. They're nonstop, and they're RPG. What not is rocket RPG? Pro- not rocket-propelled grenade role-playing game. Even though they do have rocket-propelled grenades in them. So you were saying, Ron, you you thought it was interesting that the. If you were playing these first shooter games, what kind of a wake-up call you would have if you actually fired a gun? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh, across the board for everything. I mean, there. if you're if you're if you're gonna, you know, do an RPG, right? Rocket propelled grenade launch, right? And oh, you got yeah. someone standing behind you when you launch it, right? Which of course is something you don't want, but then in the game, nothing's gonna happen, right? And or if you're firing firing an um. If you're flying an M1 Bradley tank across the air, right? What happens, right? Reality, right? Because you, you know, 
when you play when you're in the army. So I grew up. If your you're flying sir, an yeah. M1 Bradley tank. Yeah. Flying? Flying. If I'm flying a tank, yeah, that would be difficult to do. I agree. Mm-hmm. I've seen it done. But a Bradley's not a tank. It's a personnel carrier. The M1 oh, Abrams the... was a tank. But mm-hmm. I'm sure they probably so, have different ones now. So Can anyway, but when you're flying those, right, right. in the air, mm-hmm. and you try to land it, because we know that you can actually fly uh, a tank. It was done in the movies uh, with the 18 movies, right? When you watch it, they actually fly the tank, right? Did you see the one with uh, Liam Nelson, Neelan, or whatever his name is? No, I did not. Oh, that was an awesome movie. You got to watch it. Well, you can airdrop. Actually... I mean, you can airdrop some things. Yeah, but they actually fly the tank. Oh, well. Right? That's the way I saw it. But. When you're when you're doing stuff like that, the reality is you can't fly a tank. Right? I mean, yeah, you can, but you can only do it once, and then it falls. Well, yeah, you're right about that. Right. So the aspect of doing something like that, you know, sort of like uh, when you try and jump over a cliff, can you glide over that cliff? Well, RJ's right. You can only do it once, <laughs> and then boom. And then shit ensues. I would agree. Well, I mean, there are some things you can drop by parachute. You know, the yeah. 82nd used to do that. They would drop in. We had tank divisions, so they would drop. The Sheridans could be dropped, they call, by doing it by lapes. You can do that. But it's not flying. Okay. So, Which is fun that... to see. Which is fun to see. It's not fun to do after. Uh, it's not fun to do if you're the ones jumping in after they've landed because it's better to have them come in after you so you don't hit them on the drop zone because that sucks. So what was the first video game invented? Does anybody know? It was in 1958. It was a, a tennis game. I know uh, the first game I ever played that was a video game. What was it? Leisure oh. uh, Suit Larry? No, that was in the 80s. Major Shoot Larry came out in the late 80s. I played Pong. That was the first video game I ever yeah, played. That is the first game that was ever uh, made. Wrong. What do you mean wrong? I said oh, no, there was Pong. One. No, yeah, Pong. Yeah, <laughs> there was one in 1958 that was based like Pong. It was called Tennis. It was on a computer screen, very archaic, and it had controls that were the size of our monitors. They. It was a 1958 video game. It was Pong in 1958, developed by physicist William Higginbotham, created that what was to be the first video game, very simple tennis game. RJ, you are correct on the name as well, right? And it was a uh, quite the hit at the Brookhaven National Laboratory Open House. But yeah, that was the first game. So do we also spend too much time playing these video games? Instead of participating in real life. No, because I, I don't play video games. Right. I mean, if you're asking me, the answer is no, because I don't, I don't play video games. Much. Hardly ever. Now, what do you think about these medical surgi- surgical games? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about them. Surgeon Simulator. Yeah. That now, is... you, you, yeah, you being in the medical field, is that do you like think operation? that's appropriate? Is it yeah, just a clown? So... It's got a little clown nose? Actually, it's VR, too, so you can do it. It's stupid. Very not realistic, but 
it's there. All right, and I'll throw a bone out to you, Beaveman. Who were Batman's original creators? Because you're a big Batman fan. Because Batman is the ultimate warrior. He is the ultimate uh, strategist, right? He uses non-lethal techniques when defeating somebody. However, he knows that they can be lethal, right? And that's the ultimate war. I think uh, George uh, Scott, um, what is it, Patton said, make the other guy die for his country. Mm -hmm. So along that line, Batman's being the ultimate strategist. Who who created Batman? Um, Bill Finger and Bob Kane. There you go. Look at you. That is great. You know that. And that had absolutely nothing to do with anything. But like, No, because, you know, Batman supports everybody. He supports the rights right, of everybody. So what was the inspiration for uh, Bruce Wayne's name? What the fuck does that have to do with you and you wanting to talk about the how? Because Batman, how the video game, video uses, games aren't realistic. Well, if you watch Bat, Batman, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum is one of the highest grossing games out there. Right. And it deals with taking I believe down. What you told me was, hey, I want to talk about how video games are not realistic because these kids think they're going to play video games and then be able to go to war. But now you're talking about Arkham Asylum. You're talking about a driving game. This was your idea, motherfucker. <laughs> it was. Well, go ahead. Talk and, about it. And I am. I, it's all related. I mean, you think about Arkham Asylum and all these video games and how they relate to real life, right? How many times do these kids want to go out there and be real Batman and take a bullet? I would say not often. Not I would often. Say nobody's stepping up to be Batman. Because even in fantasy land, everybody knows that Batman would be most likely killed the first night he went out. Really? What do you think yeah. he'd be uh, shot with uh, or killed with? An M1 tank? No, realistically, why do you think Batman, why do you know, why would I think Batman would get killed his first night out? I'll tell you why. Because there's no such thing as a one-man army. Rambo proved you wrong. Again, Rambo would have been killed. Easily. People don't no hesitate like they do in movies and video games. You know, and you know, you can throw a billion rounds down range like Rambo did too, and fifty thousand people are not gonna fall just because he threw down rounds down range. One of the other funny things about that too, speaking of which of how stuff is not realistic, when he's sitting there shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting, he doesn't have an ammo can, he just has part of a belt wrapped around his wrist that he's shooting. Having shot an M60 myself and just for fun doing it, you go through that little belt that he had wrapped out around his wrist very quickly. Not realistic. He would have got killed very quickly. From far away, you know, if you had somebody attacking a town with an M60 machine gun who's killing a bunch of people, he'd just get taken out by a sniper. Realistically by a sniper? Yeah. SWAT teams have snipers. If he's standing in one place just firing, he's an open target. So would you say that, RJ, when you want to look at some of the camouflage game, uh, how realistic are the uh, players in the game compared to real life? 
what the camouflage the camouflage the uh the equipment this is what you thought was interesting like how realistic is the cam rg how realistic is the camouflage that these guys are wearing you know surprisingly enough it works it really does work because they'll they will blend in and it's realistic until their name pops up above them at that point it's like okay i know you're there i'm gonna shoot you you're done if that name wasn't there i would have passed over them so is that like in real life if you go into a combat situation in real life as you're passing by it will their name pop up right where they're at no but there is also such thing as thermal and you can see them that way yeah but all right, going back to the army vet here, did you always do you carry carry around thermal? No, no, no. And but, there's another. But as fault time of goes feeling. by, but as time goes by, you know things change. I'll give you an example. When I okay, I will. Here I go. <laughs> when I was in Germany in 1991, from 1991 to 1993, as a member of a long-range surveillance unit, we did not carry night vision goggles. We didn't have night vision goggles. We didn't need them, so you just depended on your natural night vision after you've been in the out in the dark for a half an hour. So we would do missions without any type of night vision goggles. We didn't have GPS either, so everything was done by maps and compass and navigation. I went to the 82nd Airborne Division in 93, and in 93, we had night vision goggles, but usually only the squad leader had a pair, and maybe the alpha team leader, if you were lucky. Funding, politics, and need for equipment. And the night vision goggles still were not that great anyway. And we had what they call starlight scopes. So night vision goggles that could be night vision scopes that could be mounted on the M60 machine gun. And if you ever look through one, for anybody who's listening to this who can remember, those things sucked ass. They were from Vietnam. And the night vision goggles we had were from Vietnam. So they had the tech. It just was clunky and big and kind of shitty. Fast forward, not that much lighter. Maybe a year later, we were going to invade Haiti, and all of a sudden we got night vision goggles for almost everybody. And they got brand new, quote, brand new, M60 machine guns. They were not brand new. They were actually old. They were just packed in, uh, what the hell's the name of it? KY Jelly? Cosmoline. No, Cosmoline. And uh, from the uh, 70s. But still, technically, it's new. It's just been packed in that fun stuff for, you know, 20 years. So it's all dependent on need. And, of course, you know, after the invasion of Haiti was a no-go, they still got to keep the night vision goggles in their uh, inventory. Oh, God damn it. Okay, Hold that's a call, that's Hold a call on a to arms for RJ. He's going to play, uh, he's gonna go play camouflage game, FPS. <laughs> so, you know, my, my thing is when... A lot of these kids play these games. What are their expectations? I mean, to video games and everything versus reality. I mean, I don't think most kids that play video games are going to join the military. Mm. Why do you say that? Because they already know in general. I think that most of them already know in general that it's not realistic. Don't you think that? If you're a, if you're a big video gamer, I don't think that your aspiration is to go join the military. 
unless it's to do something technical. And then all you have to do is make it through basic training. Hey, you know, same thing, you know, same thing for you. If you played a bunch of video games as a kid, you know, you knew that you were going into the Air Force and you were not going to be a door kicker and you were going to do your specialist. There's I, only uh, certain jobs that you have to do all this other stuff. Um, I hate to be off topic, but dad, we are under a warning warning currently. A all thunderstorm, right. severe thunderstorm warning. So just letting you know that's why that went off understood i thought it was more or less that it was uh they were invading again and uh to arms we'll call uh, arms. when that happens i believe ron's you're supposed to go stand outside with a large iron rod and you're iron supposed rod. to say strike me down zeus you don't have the balls no let's not go there shall we shall you not shall you not I mean, my point is, I don't think that most kids who play those games are planning on, are thinking that they're going to go to join the military and do that sort of thing. I don't think that that's the case. Good. You know, that that could be the case. That really could be. I mean, honestly. I mean, you have to have a brain in your fucking head. The, the minute you actually feel that way, do you really think, how, the, how good do you think that they would do in basic training? They're never going to make it through basic training anyway. Well, like you said, I mean, what is boot camp basic training anyway, but uh, a mental well, breakdown. Being, well, that and it's a weeding out process also. Mm, really? Yeah, I guess so. I guess, yeah, I yeah really. Yes, really. It is a weeding out process. Yes. So they don't catch them when they uh, do the test first, uh, the ASVAB test or whatever it is and all the other stuff in there. No, I mean, there's plenty of people who join that are going to get weeded out in basic training, depending on what, I mean, obviously not in the Air Force, clearly everybody passes. Because um, we're all you, smart? No, because it's not hard. You know, it's not. Comparatively, the Air Force training is not hard. You guys have the weakest training out of all of them. Uh, so they're going to pass the physical part. At least they may not pass the mental part, but they're going to pass the physical part. But if you go to the, you know, if you go to the army or the Marines and you're going to be infantry and you decided you were, you, that it was totally related to playing video games, that idea is going to get squashed very quickly anyway. It's not, so I, and it's not the same thing. The so, minute you actually put yeah. on a rucksack and have to walk with it, that whole idea goes out of your head. So, you know, the reality versus uh, the fantasy thing in, in video games. Yeah, but again, I think that most people have a grasp on reality and know that that's not what it's like. They know video games are video games and reality is reality. Uh, I'd like to say you're right, right? But there are some people out there, right, who actually think that they can they can run with the uh, the M1 tank in the rucksack, right? And they, that they can jump from building to building and crash through everything without losing any type of life um healing or whatever it is i mean when you watch someone run through a wall right and sustain no injury in the video game and the reality is no one's going to run through that wall without hurting themselves or at least without having a stunt devil well i mean you can make the same argument for the people who play those airsoft games that think they're badasses oh i could totally go to afghanistan and kick some ass like no you really couldn't now, there's something I have to say about that. Um, there was a kid from Japan who played airsoft professionally. And as you know, in Japan, guns are not allowed. They're highly illegal. 
they brought him to the United States to fire a very similar but real weapon. And he was firing far beyond expectations. He was accurate. He was quick. And in short, he was deadly. Uh-huh. So that taught that air travel over from BBs to real bullets. Right. But that's not the same as fighting in combat. Right. That's but different. Some even, people who are, even people who are trained to fight in combat might not pull the trigger and actually aim at somebody to kill them. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very... It's not... Have you ever seen the have you ever seen that movie uh The Men Who Stare at Goats? No. Really good movie. I think George Clooney. Kind of okay. talks about that. Kind of talks about the psychology. It's actually the uh that movie, I don't know how it's obviously not based in 100% reality, but it basically is talking about the beginning of the psychological operations branch of the military. Yeah, and it's actually think- based on a, a, someone's book and teachings. I saw a documentary behind that. Um, that so yeah, you you're partially right. It is actually based on reality and the army's uh, project or that. It's an actual war. unit called psycho- psyops. It's psychological operations. Anyway, um, the first part of it it shows they're they're in Vietnam or whatever and they're shooting, and the people the Americans who are shooting at the Vietnamese they're clearly not aiming. You know, some of them are, some of them aren't. And that was what postulated the whole question was like, well, wait a minute, these people have all been trained, but they're not actually shooting at people because it takes a different type of mindset to actually shoot to actually kill somebody. So even if you are, quote, trained to do it, doesn't 100 percent necessarily mean that you will do it when the time comes. That's true, too. How many large animals have you ever killed, Ron? Well, honestly, none. Okay, so, you know, when people sit there and say, oh, I could totally kill, you know, uh, the the gamers, oh, I could totally go to Afghanistan and rule that bitch. I'm like, okay, well, have you ever actually killed anything? Oh, fish, but they're easy. They don't That's put up a fight. Even, even some people balk at shooting a rabbit. You know, they think that they could do it, but go to do it, and they actually can't do it. Ratchet it up. Can you kill, could you kill a deer? You know, you know I'd actually want to go, I have actually said multiple times that, I do want to actually try hunting because there are going to be some days where I'm not going to be able to try that anymore. And I want to try it. I want to give it a shot. No pun intended. And I just want to see how I feel about it. And if I can, then, well, two things. One, I can. And two, I got dinner. Exactly. So even that, some people feel that they can until the moment actually strikes them. And the moment they actually have the chance to actually pull the trigger, can they actually pull the trigger and shoot the animal? Well, I can because I know those deers will take on me. They'll take me out in a heartbeat. They'll also I mean, take on it, your car. Yeah. I mean, if you really look at it, they start to take out your car constantly. I mean, it, it, there's a war going on, people out there, and it's deer versus man, right? And the deer seem to be winning sometimes, right? If we don't take them out, they'll take us out. I have I, deer I, versus nature, deer versus starvation. I, um, my fa- I told my father this when I was on the way to college that I did watch a deer get literally atomized by a semi-truck. And I was wondering what the red mist was until I saw the body fall. Oh, yeah. And I, there was not much left of that deer. But even like you say, realistic, right? If you go hunting, you know, 
if you want to be in the military, you want to be a door kicker, as they call them now, or an operator, okay, can you actually go hunting? That's why I would tell people, like, okay, go hunting. Go hunting and see if you can actually take a life of something that's bigger than a chipmunk. If you can do that, then, hey, maybe you'll actually uh, be Once again, I am against chipmunks. I will take them out in a heart because I know what they'll do. Yeah, they you steal don't have to. Squirrels. The cat does already. But again, as I was saying, because there's a difference. Video game. If you shoot somebody, what happens in a video game? They fly back, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen. That's not what happens. You shoot something. A good example is a deer, right? Most of them are going to weigh, you know, if you get a normal one. If you're not shooting Bambi, it's going to weigh over 100 pounds. Some of them could be really big, up to 200 pounds. And they will take you out in a heartbeat along with their chip. Anyway, they don't fly back. They just drop. No, they fly. I mean, no. look at Santa's reindeer. Oh, fuck up, Ron. No, I'm talking they seriously. They don't fucking fly back. Like in the movies. That's not what happens. They fucking drop. That's if you shoot them in the head. Uh, if you hit a deer, like, let's say, in the ribs, they're going to run for, like, about 50 meters, and then they're going to drop. Adrenaline is a key part. The point is that they don't fly back like they do in the movies. That's not what happens. That's the point. If you hit them with a 50 cal, they will. No, it'll still drop them. They're not going to fly back. Transference of energy. Read the book, uh, Fight Like a Physicist. They break it down for you. Actually, a 50 cal is the most humane way to kill a deer because if you shoot past the deer, the shockwave of the bullet is so great that it will kill the deer. And... That's what? Actually, no. There's, there's no, video myth. proof of it. There's video yeah, proof. Yeah, plenty of proof that that's not accurate, too. Now, it might shear some, and you'd have to place it very accurately. If you wanted to, like, uh, shear the uh, carotid, you could do it. But, yeah, there's some shearing force. But most of that's bullshit. That's not bullshit. It is not bullshit. Oh, yeah, sure it is. Again, Would you, you like to be passed by a 50 cal bullet like this, this big? Well, 50 cal bullet isn't that big, first of all. I've held one, and I've shot a 50 cal, so they're not that big that you're showing. See, once again, we're going back into what the game shows versus reality. So, you know, you, you're, you're dispelling that myth of what, uh, what, what is, um, you know, what RJ thinks is big versus the reality of what is big, right? right? So that's the one thing. It's like, oh, I could shoot something and it'll blow up. And all, all joking aside, you're right. You know, I, I made a joke there. But, you know, when you shoot something, it drops and, oh, I'll take a bigger round to it. Well, bigger round means a heavier weapon. And are you going to carry that and lug that everywhere you go? There is right? actually, there is video proof that they shot past a deer with a 50 cal, 50 BMG, Barrett M82. And it did not hit the deer, but the deer fell over and died. You shoot Again. anything over with a 50 cal. <laughs> what is this? Like, well, Again, though, no, it would still have to pass very closely for anything to happen like that. That's the it point. It did pass closely. It did. That's what I'm saying. It would still have to pass extremely closely. That's the point. So, hey, no meat wasted. And you can't, and uh, if you're talking about utilizing the 50 caliber, other than using it as a sniper rifle, which the most common 50 caliber is mounted on a vehicle. They still use them. They've used them since World War II. Um, you're not allowed to shoot at people with a 50 caliber machine gun. <laughs> Duh. Of course not. Okay. And I'll ask the question, this? why? Have why? You, have you seen what a 50 cal can do to a human being? A 50 yeah, cal I, machine I, gun 
a 50 caliber machine gun is utilized against equipment like a humvee like of of the enemy's vehicle now why we can't do it because it's against the geneva convention so we follow the geneva convention that doesn't mean the bad guys follow the geneva convention but yes per geneva convention the 50 caliber machine gun cannot be fired at people oh but a nuke can you can fire a 50 caliber sniper rifle but not a 50 caliber machine gun no, nah, 50 caliber sniper rifles, anti-material. Uh, you can make the argument that the person is wearing equipment, and that's what you were shooting at, but I don't think that was going to fly too well. Neither will the person. So, no. Um, but yeah, realistically, no, there's not much realism. Just like, um, you know, people seem to think that a 7.62 round is really big or a, you know, a 2.23 or 5.56 NATO round is really big. Or like RJ thinks a 50 cal round is really big. It's really not that big. Uh, not as big as you think it is. Look, no matter how big or small, you don't want that thing being fired at you. No, you don't want a 5.56 fired at you either. But it is the same size as a 22. Hence why it is a 223. Still, don't want that shit fired at me. No, you don't. But I don't care how big or small you, it is. Well, when you compare that to your common, common hunting rifle round, there's a major difference. But yet nobody's trying to ban hunting rifles, but they are trying to ban the whatever you guys want to call it. If you want to call it an AR-15, you want to call it an M4, whatever you want to call it. I've fired an AR before. It's not much. Not much recoil at all. No, it's because it has a good, um, when you take away the buttstock, uh, the, the spring housing group is, it absorbs a ton. Especially when it's only chambered in what, 5.7? Itty bitty bullet. Itty bitty. Mm-hmm. Same size as a 22. There you go. So the reality versus fantasy, right, when we're playing these games is a vast comparison. Although, you know, by a 12-year-old is somewhere telling you that you're a loser <laughs> pisses me off. Or you know that when you're I'm playing these first-person shooter games, right, and I know I've got these guys locked in my sight, and I go to shoot them, and nothing happens, and I'm like, what the fuck? I, I had you dead in my sights. I mean, I've got the... Uh, um, you're scoped in. There's no wind, nothing. You're dead on. So basically, you realize, you're just pissed that you get beat by children. But in real yeah. life, I could totally refuel your car. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right because they have God mode on, right? And you're hitting them. Or you're they just make, mad that they no-clipped away. I am. Or they come in and, right, they're firing, and all of a sudden they manage to bring in a tank and fly it through the air, put it on top of a building and fire it like that. I mean, if we could do that, teleport tanks to top of buildings of fire, that'd be great. But we can't. Not that I'm allowed to talk about it, that we can't. I'm so confused. Oh, no, don't be, don't we? It's uh, some of the projects we can't talk about anymore. All right. I, I'm lost, too. Don't look at me. I don't I'm know. I'm so lost about what it is that you're actually saying. Don't worry about it. His train of thought is like a two by four piece of wood in a dirt road. It just, it's, you don't know how it works. But it works. Well, this has been an extremely confusing podcast for me. I'd like to thank the Rons for his brilliant idea once again of confusing podcasts. Well, you know, I didn't, I, once again, I thought we were going to have a little bit more time to think about this. If you had had extra time, do you think it would have made a difference? Actually, it was just a suggestion, and I could have done a little bit more more time. 
Yeah. Honestly, ask yourself the question. Yeah, if actually, you had because more time, do you feel like it would have made a difference? Well, you know, here, here's the other thing. When playing these first-person shooter games, do you think that it improves your dexterity and your eyesight? For... And eye coordination. Yeah. For what? For reality. For reality? Like, in, in regards to what? As in regards to if you're going to operate a drone or if you're going to... Yeah, yeah, our everyday life. Or if well, you're going to reload your M16 very quickly. I, the hand-eye coordination actually did come into play for me because I used to play a game called ATS, American Truck Simulator, and my father had bought me a steering wheel and pedals, and they transmute very well with forces and whatnot. And so that, if I put that with our in-real-life vehicle, it transfers over really well. Okay, then. Well, I guess he answered that question. Would it work for me? Uh, clearly not, because I can't even play those games because they make me nauseous. That sounds like a you problem. It is. But, you know, that's because I did not play video games all the time, and the video games I played did not have quite the dimensions that these new ones have. So the most, um, I guess you would say, the most modern game I can remember playing before they came out with all that stuff would be like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog on my Sega Genesis. No, that's did that choice. help you run faster collecting rings it actually did not uh, and I never found any of those rings anywhere in the real world besides what you put on your wife exactly um, and apparently we I just got a sizable donation to my boot campaign page from somebody that I don't even uh, know well you better do uh, honor that shout holy out holy shit who is this who is what What's the name? Somebody donated a, uh, there is a donation to my page from a Katharina Qualls. So, Katharina Qualls, thank you for your donation to the boot campaign. And uh, How much was it? Um, pretty sizable. And so I will be thanking Katrina, <laughs> Katharina Qualls on the next four podcasts for her donation to veterans. Oh, and- wow. That's a, that's, thank you, Katharina. Wow. 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 Clearly she's a fan of of the Rons because this was posted on our Slaptail Squad page. And if she needs a boy toy, I'm available. You're married. It doesn't matter. That's the kind of toy you want to return. (laughs) Hi-oh! Hey-oh! I think the warranty's kind of expired. Yeah, exactly. Some parts. Oh, wait a minute. I know who she is. I do know who she is. So thank you, Katharina. Um, you'll get a personal shout out and a thank you from me. I, I think I just gave her one. I go ahead pers- and give her another one if you want. I I think I know her personally. Okay, then. Well, that doesn't make any sense why she would donate any money if she knows you personally. Well, she's she's a very giving person. She's a very That's- nice person. All right. Without going into too much detail. All right, then. That's it for me. Then I'd like to thank Little Rons for joining us today. Yo. As always, it's a a pleasure having you on with your quick wit and your quick thought process. Clearly, you got that from your mother. Thank you. I I take good pride in that, and my mother is very proud of me. Well, that's good. Uh And uh, make sure that your father gets his medications tonight. And Mm -hmm. uh, Wherever he may be, the DNA test is still out on that. Get out of the basement. He's in the basement. So, also, I think the next, uh, probably on this, I mean, shout out to Skyler and his podcast, by the way. Oh, yes, Watering Hole. 
the watering hole. Doesn't sound. It's not nearly as dirty as you think it is. Mm-hmm. So um, is the water dirty? No, it's a it's a very pleasant podcast. Um, I was actually had a hard time being on it. If you've listened to my episode, as you know, members of the Slaptail Squad, it's very difficult for me not to swear and or go off. So it was a it was a tough. Really? I would never tough, guess that one. It was a tough you. hour for me on that podcast, but I right. I pulled it off. Big shout out to uh, Tim Baker uh, on our is that another anniversary. One? Big shout out to him, and you know who's been showing uh, my wife Carrie how to choke me out and break my wrist and do joint uh, locks on me. Okay, and we're talking about martial arts, not uh, anything else. Well, did you know oh, I'm a black you? belt? Yeah. I hear he fucking goes. Uh, yeah, we know you're a black belt. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Did you know also. RJ is a second degree black belt? We've covered this. We like to cover it again. Big shout out to. Um, I think I had. I haven't checked it up, but I was skimming through my uh, email. There was something from Squidgy. It's not in there. I'll read it later. Big shout out to them. Fucking right. who the fuck are they? If you haven't heard of them, that you know. That's oh, I've heard problem. of them from you, and I don't give a shit. Well, well, that's your problem, not mine. It's no, it is your problem because it's my podcast, motherfucker. All right. Well, well, you're well that's it for me. Shout As out, I was so. saying, I was thinking. Little Rons for being on the show. Appreciate yeah, all he show, does. The big show. Show, thanks for your participation. We're looking forward to having some writing from you in the near future, hopefully. Definitely. Writing. But I'm sure you? your you father never talked to you about that, even though I asked him to. Wait, you asked me. Hello, I've been I live in the house. You can talk to me about this. Yeah, you better clue me in about what writings. I, I specifically texted you and said, you know, you really should have your son write for our show. This was weeks ago. Okay. Weeks? Okay. Yeah, after the VP episode, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely Yeah, I know I'm right. Yeah, I, I know that I'm right. Yes. And I'm I just saying that, that so I can hear you yell at me. I kind of miss, you know, that's the, what the podcast revolves when people don't like it when you're nice and quiet. I know. Be man, yeah. they they don't. In fact, they re- they require you and me to you know get into it every. All right, moment. well, members of the audience, look forward to me posting a video each day of my workout in the swan and doing it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be as disappointing. Right, and go ahead, donate to the boot campaign. Thank you very much. That's it for me. Adios, mooch fuckos. And from the Rons, hey, RJ, you, you got the last say, word. You don't have to say from the Rons. You could just say hey. It's fine. Hey, okay, and RJ, you got the last word. What is it? Send help, please.